Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. So what makes our God unique? What are the characteristics that we should be learning about him, Colin? We're in Psalm 90 today. And this is a psalm or a prayer of Moses, the man of God. That's, uh, that's the heading. <laughs> of course, not all the psalms were written by David. Um, they were probably collected together um, by those who, who surrounded David. But, uh, and many of them were written personally by him. But um, it's great that we have um, some of this revelation of Moses' prayer life. This really. is ancient. Yes, yes, yes. And the, these things must have been handed down, you see, so that even by the time of David, uh, these things would have been known. Of course, in those days, people have very much more retentive memories than today. We don't, they didn't have all the uh, memory aids that we have. They, they had to learn things by... by uh, they had to memorize them. Perhaps they had some good tunes. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Good tune helps, doesn't it? Now, uh, here's, a, here's a great truth that Moses says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Amazing, isn't it? You're, you're discovering one new thing after another as we go through the Psalms. He is our dwelling place. Now, what on earth does that mean? Um, because I don't think people normally think of God as our dwelling place. However, this is exactly what Jesus revealed. He said to the disciples at the Last Supper, Abide in me. Go on continuously living in me and I in you. And John explains in his first um, epistle that if, if we're abiding in Jesus, we're abiding in God. We're abiding in God the Father. Now, we don't become part of God. But we're living in God. We're living out our lives in him and he in us. So God is our dwelling place. Now, I, I find this a wonderful, wonderful truth. Uh, God has often said to me, you know, Colin, the secret of your daily walk with me is to abide in me and I in you. And I know that he means by that just remember that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you are living in me, and I am in you. Now, I, I think we, uh, I, I think if we find it a little bit easier to understand that God is in us somehow by the power of His Spirit, He He indwells us and can work through us and speak through us and so on. But you see, He is only in us because we are in Him. If we were not in Him, He could not live in us. Now, how do you put this into real layman's terms, Colin? For the person driving home who just can't get their head around this, that God is in them and they're in God. And... Well, it means that everything that God is, is mine. Right in the situation where I am, I am in his love. So he is holding me in his love. I am in his grace. Now, his Love can be in me and can work through me. 
but that's only because I'm in his love. His grace can work through me, but that's because I'm held in his grace. His mercy can work through me, but that's because I'm held in his mercy. I'm held in his power. I'm held in everything that he is. I'm, I'm in the healer. I'm in the provider. I'm living in him and therefore in his healing and in his provision and therefore his healing and his provision can be worked out in my life but only because I am in him. He is, as Moses would put it, my dwelling place. Um, Jesus, of course, could, could express it slightly differently because through everything that he's done for us on the cross and through the gift of the Holy Spirit, we can be living in God even in a way that was much that is much more real than was possible for Moses. But it's just a wonderful, wonderful truth to know that every day, you know, you get up and you're in God and God is in you. It's, it's just amazing. But if you believe that, transforms your life, transforms your daily walk with God because you know that God is never remote and you know that everything that God is and has is available to you. You're just not on your own, are you? Never. But, I mean, Jesus said this. I am with you always, even to the end of time. Uh, and um, the responsibility that we have is just to live out our lives in the place where God puts us. None of us could deserve or earn or work our way into God being our dwelling place. But when you give your life to Jesus, he takes hold of your life and puts you into him, you see. So uh, he becomes your dwelling place. Wonderful. Incredible that Moses wrote this, what, 4,000 or something years ago, but it's as true today as it was then. And, yes, uh, and he talks yes. about from everlasting to everlasting. God has never changed. He hasn't changed one iota in all That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, everything sort of, our perception of things changes. In verse 4, he says, For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. You know, God dwells in eternity. And that's very difficult for us to understand because we, we dwell within time. I mean, we were born at a certain amount, of, at a certain point in time. We, we recognize time every day and there time will come and we will we will die physically unless Jesus comes again and um, you know uh, then we will be able to understand things from an eternal perspective but God of course understands everything eternally already he sees the past and today and the future all at the same time <laughs> there we are we use the word time again but within eternity, you can, you can see what was and what is and what is to come. So he is the God who was and is and is to come. Suddenly makes our lives seem very short. It puts them in perspective, doesn't it? Uh, and, and that's good. Um, but, you know, the, the, the great thing um, about Moses' experience of God was, I mean, Moses went through so many trials, didn't he? And yet at the same time, uh, he learned the faithfulness of God and he learned how God came good even when he had to stand before Pharaoh and all those plagues happened. You know, I had to go back again and again and again. Ultimately, it turned out just as God said and he delivered the people. God's promises always come good, don't they? Moses is very aware that his life is very short, though. He goes on in this psalm to, uh, to say that. Well, of course, 
we're fallible, and it, it's it, it's only God who gives us eternal life uh, through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't think it's any bad thing to be reminded of our mortality. Um, I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not old yet, but I'm older than I used to be. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm at the point of life where you realize, well. Um, by the grace of God, I've got another 20-odd years to go. But, um, you know, uh, there, there is going to come the time when I'm going to have to pass from this life into the glory of heaven. So you, your attitude to certain things changes uh, as, as you get older. I, I've, I appreciate that. But I don't think God wants us to get old in our thinking. Uh, I think he wants us to understand that we live in him no matter what our age. He lives in us if, if we're believers in the Lord Jesus. And he will work through us. He will maintain his faithful, faithfulness to us right to the very end. And that's certainly my attitude that I want God to, to continue to... Um, work out his purpose in my life because I don't believe that purpose can be fulfilled until the time is right for me to go to glory. And the, the last verse of this Psalm 90 is quite interesting. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of, of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. You see, it's God who has a plan for us. And that is the plan that is to be fulfilled in, in our lives. Even though we might have to go through a lot of opposition, even times of affliction, and Moses speaks about that. Nevertheless, uh, he says in verse 14, satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as, uh, as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many days as we have seen trouble. Uh, yeah, the, you, you have the testing times. And, and sometimes you can't help wondering, you know, why has God let this happen? Why has he let that happen? Why do I have to put up with this and that? And yet, you see, he does take us through. He does carry us through the worst times. He brings us into the, the times of his favor. And, and we just, again, realize his, his great and wonderful faithfulness to us. So uh, there's, there's a truth um, in verse 12 that is, is key to all of this. Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I, I find that very, very encouraging because I, I think, you know, the, the Lord can give us a sense of his timing in our lives and of, of what it, it is he is wanting us to do now and, and what lies uh, ahead of us in the immediate future, uh, and I think this is a the, this is a great prayer. Teach us to number our days aright, and to have revelation from God about what is wanting and what is yet unfulfilled in our lives. What is to be fulfilled, so that we use the time to in the best possible way. It also suggests, Colin, that none of us are here by accident or by chance. Absolutely not. We, are, we were created by God with a purpose, and he is living in us now by the power of his spirit to see that purpose outworked. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 